Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Burrowhead my ass. That's how we're starting the pod. Oh. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> we're recording episode 167, Courtside Indiana podcast. Zach Tyler, Dominic Neely, Kyler Staley are on board. Podcast. We are clearly recording after the AFC championship game Sunday evening. Zach thinks the officials stole the game. Well, not that last call. That was that was an idiot. Well, true, yeah. No doubt. Somebody calling me? I got an in-call button. What the hell? I don't know. We, um, we're going to talk about Mr. Basketball this week. Not, not necessarily who's going to win it, although we, we'll, we're going to break some of that stuff down. But the process, I think every year we probably should do this since every year there's a new group of players, clearly, a new group of fans who care, and a new group of uh, players who are involved. And we we treat it as much as like electoral process uh, as, as anything that goes on because I think the state certainly will make – people who vote will certainly make decisions – uh, based on a number of factors, and 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 how the the vote is divvied up between the players, it, it's almost like a regular, like a almost like a political election, especially like a presidential election. But do we have any recruiting updates? We should. If we should, you should put them in there. Well, that was a pretty busy week recruiting yeah. wise. I think like I saw quite Wasn't, a bit. All right. All Thank right. you. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get there. Let me get there. Clearly spending more time on football than getting prepared for podcasting. What's today? Today is the uh, uh let's see today. 29th. 29th, so we got six. Okay, there we go. We got it. All right. Let's put that here. Zach, you want to get us going with the? I put it in Slack in our Slack. There it is. There it is. You want to get us up to date on that? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Jordan Green from Northside in Fort Wayne, a defiance offer. Uh, Xavier Robinson was busy this week. He picked up an IUPUI offer and an Indiana State offer. He's a 2025 from Lawrence North. Um. A lot of 2025s, geez. Uh, Jamin Townsend from Marion IUPUI offer. Uh, also got a Dillard offer. We've talked about them before. That's an NAI in Louisiana. Right. Uh, Desmond Briscoe, hot off the uh, championship. What was that one? The Marion County? City. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, you're, gonna, you're trying to get me killed. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I know my area. Come on. 
Desmond Briscoe, 2025 Addicts. City, county, two different things. <laughs> yes. The one he owned, Booker, right? Is that what we, we'd say? Say he was too small. Anyway, Kent State, IUPY, Southern Indiana, getting after Desmond Briscoe. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that, that video did go around, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then Alex Romack from Westfield, 2023 Westfield guy, picked up a uh, marrying offer from right there in town. And let's be clear on something with Romack. Everybody knows I'm on this bandwagon. He needs to return phone calls and text messages. Not not from me, from coaches. Mm. If you're a kid, if you're a parent with a kid who's being recruited, you need to make sure that you are returning correspondence. And because recruiting is nothing but, if it's anything, it's it's relationship forming. And he has had a lot of interest, and there have been, what was it, last, was it two weeks ago? What did I tweet something? It was, um, I tweeted something about Romac. It was, it was definitely 100% positive, and I got hit by at least 10 colleges, 10 college coaches, saying we're trying to get a hold of him, but he's not returning a text or he's not returning a phone call, whichever, you know, whatever form of correspondence it is. And I, and I did send a text to his dad and his dad said he would, he would get on at work. And look, some kids don't, they don't love it. They don't, they don't communicate well with people. They don't really know that well. I get it, but it, it is definitely part of the process. It is definitely part of the game. And if you are a uh, parent listening to this and you got a kid that's going to be recruited, you've got to stay on top of it. Even if it's not a school that you don't think you're ever going to be interested in, you just never know. Don't burn uh, a bridge. Do not burn a bridge. Absolutely, Dominique. Oh. Dominique works with – you're the N- NCSA. Tell me what that means again, national uh, – Next college Next college student athlete. Next so, college yeah, I'm, I'm heavily into recruiting and all those different things we're talking about. Right. And I mean, relationship forming is, it's a life skill. It isn't just about recruiting it. It is absolutely a life skill. It's professional skill. It is networking. Additionally, I tell this story a lot. We had a situation where I coached I had two kids from Brownsburg, KJ Walton, Darian Ringo. Purdue was recruiting KJ Walton pretty early in his high school career. And KJ ended up being committed to uh, committed to Missouri, and and they weren't specifically recruiting Ringo. They liked him. They wanted to see where he would go, especially when he was younger. And lots of positives in, involving Ringo's play, but he he probably his outside shooting was an issue when he was in high school. It just was. And he wanted to know why we kept taking him on to Purdue Elite Camp. He wanted to know why we took him to Purdue Games. And the issue was networking. You never know when one of their assistant coaches might get a job somewhere else. Sure enough, Jack Owens gets the Miami of Ohio job. And the day after he accepts it privately, two days before or one day before it goes public, two days before he has his press conference, he calls – and he's like, I'm going to offer Ringo a scholarship because of basically the relationship for him while Jack was the assistant 
at, at, at Purdue. So you just, you just never know. You, you never burn a bridge or you never pass up an advantage or an opportunity to create a, you know, some sort of relationship with the head coach and assistant coach. You just, you just never know, you know, Greg Gary, a former assistant at Purdue also during that time is now a head coach at, at Mercer. You just never pass up an opportunity to network. And that's basically Dominique. That's basically a large part of what you do, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. And fun, fun fact, Darren Ringo's grandmother is my neighbor. Love oh, really? Talking yeah. To, yeah. Love, love talking to, to uh, his grandmother, her dog, Louie. She likes to talk with us when we go past on our walks. Well, and, and Aaron Thomas was a kid that, re- that started out at Avon. His mother lived down here and, and he played, he ended up transferring to Northrop because I think the mother went to live with the grandmother. If I'm not mistaken. Ringo or and, sorry. No, Thomas, Aaron Thomas, okay. who ended up at Northrop. Gotcha. Yeah. And he ended up playing collegiately basketball collegiately at IU East. Um, but I mean, I had that family on lock. I had that family on lock. I coached Ringo's stepbrother was it seven years earlier. And uh, that that relationship again, that, that's a situation relationship wise. Darian's mom came up to me when Darian was in seventh grade and said, you're coaching my, my son. And I was like, excellent. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was on board. And she's, up, up, she's high energy. Isn't she? Debbie she's, is. I, yeah. No yeah, doubt. Ringo's mom's high energy. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. I, I've spoken with her a couple of times when she's over yeah. there. She's real, real nice lady. Yeah. That team was a mom's club. You had KJ's mom. You had Dar- you had Darian's mom. You had Rick's, you had Derek Smith's, um, dad's girlfriend who was basically <laughs> around a lot. <laughs> Donna was in charge of all that stuff that every parent group has its own dynamic. And that group was, was, um, I'm going to use this as, as, as complimentary as endearing as I can crazy mom's club. Nice. <laughs> and then, and then you had the uh, then you had the not as crazy side of that with uh, Kyler. You'll like this Kessinger's mom and <laughs> Didi <laughs> and yeah McDermott's McDermott and Moreland's moms. So there was a different dynamic when we were on the road. They were all great together, and then off the road, it was two separate entities. <laughs> so there's some, there's some stories there that that yeah, just it's just yeah. I stayed as far away from that stuff as possible. So, but great people, absolutely hundred percent supportive and an absolute fun group to coach. I had that group for five years. So it was, it was, it was, or four years, I'm sorry, four years. Truly. That was one of, one of my more fun groups. Um, but yeah, you never, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's funny how that Fort Wayne deal with Thomas moving up there. That's your neighbor, huh? Yeah, Ringo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ask any one of those kids who was the best passer they ever played with, it was Ringo. Absolute brilliant passer, best defender I've ever coached, probably the best passer I've ever coached, and uh, he ended up having a pretty, pretty decent run at Miami of Ohio after a couple of years of junior college. So. 
So yeah, make sure you uh you you play the you play the recruiting game, even if you don't love it, even if it does sometimes get old. These new guys, these sophomores aren't aren't to that point yet, but by your senior year, sometimes it does kind of get old. But uh Townsend with the Dillard connection, uh Joe Price is a Marion grad. Hell, one of Marion's all-time best players. Former IUPUI assistant. He's now the head coach at Dillard. That's kind of why they're get, trying to get involved with Townsend. I, I, Townsend's one of the top three or four guys in that 2025 class, right? Yeah, I think so. Have you seen him? You've seen him, Dominique, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen him last year as a freshman. I didn't even realize he was a freshman coming into it. I'm thinking he's a junior or senior. Body-wise, yeah. His, yeah. yeah, his body is – as much of a cluster as that Anderson Marion game was that I we talked about a couple weeks ago, he was he was the one guy a on Marion who could handle the pressure, uh, and he was the one guy that didn't get swept up in all the other stuff that went on during the game, both sides. Um. He's he's going to be in he's, his recruiting will be interesting. I, I think he's definitely a mid major kid, and he's just now starting to get offers. Well, we got IUPUI, and then Dillard. So, hey, it's funny. Was that was that Xavier Robinson a reoffer from IUPUI? I thought he had one like before the season or last year. Yeah, yeah. I think I just put it. In, I just put it in late. Okay. Yeah, that's what I um, thought too. Okay. Uh, oh, I forgot we had the. Uh... Isaiah Malone picked up an offer from St. Francis. He's Prairie, Prairie Heights. Heights. Yeah, okay. Br- brother is at Grace right now. Okay. And we kind of talked about this a little earlier too. Uh, Nickens Lemba with the Akron football offer. Yeah, I was today's years old when I knew he played football. Did anybody know that he played football? No, I did not. None of us I think did. I did. I think I did. I knew he was a stud at track, like I said earlier in the 400. I'm pretty sure he got second at state this year, something like that. He, he beat my boy, the beat my boy Beagle in the 400. I, I don't know. He got second, I believe. Beagle, sneaky 400 runner. They're, um, their four by sixteen hundred team qualified for state, and he's their anchor leg on the four hundred. Here, here we go, Jim. Indy Star, Southport, uh, Nickens Lumba's goal and track to be like Usain Bolt. Nice. Yeah, that ain't happening. That's a big goal there. <laughs> That's a big goal. That's a big goal there, Nickens. That's it. <laughs> I love the ambition. You know what? You gotta you gotta applaud ambition now. <laughs> It's not happening. Hopefully that doesn't make anybody angry. But anyway, it is what it is. It ain't happening. Bolt is a freak. Anything else on this recruiting list? Anything stand out? Briscoe's starting to get some attention. I think high majors will start uh, looking into him a lot, a lot more aggressively sooner than later. 
at that level, he's going to have to be a power forward, right, with a little bit of range. Yep. That that's that'll be the divider. I think the Kent State offer. I think, like, if he had to commit today, he would definitely be a mid-major. I was impressed with him at North Central because he had to basically guard away from the lane 75% of the time, and he he didn't get blown by. You know, maybe out, maybe every now and then on a closeout, but in terms of just normal help, recover, like if he didn't close out off of rota- off of a rotation, he handled himself extremely well on the perimeter defensively. I mean, North Central won that game pretty handily, but Briscoe was 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 wonderful during that game. Who who watched it? Was it Zach or Dominique watched the? City final on stream. I think we both kind of did, but the stream kept kind of messing yeah. up a little yeah. bit. But yeah. I had to we both were watching it. I had to go to a middle school game that night to recruit. I think he had 16 in the first half in that game against Cathedral. Hmm. Jordan Green got the offer. Is that current or is that? Yep. That's the second, right? Manchester in Defiance. And he's yep. out for the year, right? Yeah, he's out. I saw him Friday night with his brace on. And, and yeah, he's definitely out. Jackson Fugit is out as well still with the broken wrists. For North side. Hmm. All right, Mr. Basketball. I think every year it's – I, I tend to think it's important because every year Mr. Basketball gets announced and automatically people think their guy gets screwed. Their guy who doesn't win gets screwed. <laughs> and it's a lot like Trump complaining about having an election stolen from him when it's it is by far and away the most objective process that we have uh, in – any of these awards that get handed out, all-star team, junior all-star team, whatever the Gatorade player of the year award crap is that basically gets tossed around um, through whatever obscure process that we never know about. Mr. Basketball is a pure vote. Every now and then we get a co-Mr. Basketball. And the last time that it's been so long since that's happened, I'm sure the process has changed, but I'm sure the years like where Lewis and Troy Lewis and Delray Brooks, obviously one was at Anderson, one was at Michigan City Rogers. Um, you know, Jones and Edwards at Marion were co-Mr. Basketballs. There have been others, the Van Arsdale twins back in the '60s. Uh, I don't know if I've named them all, but I'm I'm pretty sure those are the three. No, there was one in 71. Um, shoot. Anyway, I'm guessing those were decided if it's close. 
it's very, very close and it's obvious just to give it a co-award. But then we've had years like 2004 where A.J. Ratliff wins it. And he beats A.J. Graves by two votes and Courtney Lee by three votes. Probably one of the lower vote totals for the winner in what I would say somewhat of a modern era of, of voting. And by that, I mean, probably I'm going to go back to when I graduated in 88. I actually had a vote then. There was a stretch there in the, in the early, in the mid nineties where I had a vote then I didn't have one until about mid two thousands. Um, but you know, that was a very close vote. And, of course, the guy who finished the second or third or whatever always feels like they got screwed. And that, and I guess that's fine. You can't stop people from having their own feelings, but it doesn't make it right. So we discussed the process. What the process is now is coaches and media get a form emailed to them. And they, they nominate 10 players for the Indiana All-Star team. And the first player they nominate is their vote for Mr. Basketball. That's expressed verbally in the email. Hopefully most people who get that vote pay attention. But that's how the process works. So the first guy you nominate, and it's marked, it's marked 1 through 10. It's, it's actually a very poorly conceived form. As a web designer, web developer, I'm, I think there's a better way to do it. But but the bottom line is the first guy you nominate is your Mr. Basketball vote. Um, and then they just count the votes. Now, the All-Star team isn't specifically decided. We, talked, we touched on this last week, Kyler, where the All-Star team is 10 nominations per voter. And I don't think it's it's so hard hard coded into the top ten guys get in. I think there is a core group that does get in if if they are if there's a lot of votes that separates them from the pack. And even last week, between reading what you submitted, Kyler Dominique's list, Zach's list, uh, we all had eight of the same guys that we thought were well we the three of us put in our core list kyler you just submitted your full list i see i skipped some steps well yeah but yeah but you i don't know that you you would you emailed that to me before i i think i really clarified how we were going to break it down but all eight of our common players were on your list so i would assume you were in the ballpark with who your top eight was mm-hmm so, you know, the voting takes place all over the state. Indiana is not that big, but at the same time, we've got a north, we've got a south, we've got a central. People think this is slanted toward Marion County, blah, blah, blah. We can have, we're going to probably talk, touch on some of that stuff later. But who are some of our Mr. Basketball, our legitimate Mr. Basketball candidates this year? We've already declared our winner, right? 
Yes. Weeks, weeks, months weeks ago. ago. Weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. We already decided Marcus yes. Burton's winning Mr. That was Basketball. Hot, that was hot take pod special right there. Yeah. Somebody had wait, that was my hot take. My hot take pod. What? My hot take was it would not come from Marion County. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I think the implication, one of my hot takes, takes is that it was gonna be Burton. Huh? I said one of my hot takes was it would come from the South. Yeah, right. that's JQ, JQ guy. Yeah. Roberts. Big JQ guy. Yeah, I implied that it would be Burton. But for the very reason that we're going to, but for the very reason that we're going to talk about, and we're going to get into some of that. Check tape. Huh? (laughs) What did you say, Zach? Check Check tape. tape. I think I said it. I said it. Check tape. Well, yeah, but. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're, you're from the North. You're biased. That's right. (laughs) You're biased. Zach had his Mr. Basketball pick last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all mapped out. They're biased. We need some dude from Florida telling where we're biased. <laughs> we got to figure out what that relation is. All right. So Marcus Burton, Xavier Burton. Booker, right? Booker. Booker. Dowdy's got to be on there, right? Sam well, he's Orm. gonna get, he's gonna get votes. Orm's yeah, gonna man. get votes. Right. Orm's gonna get at least one vote. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you who. No, no, no. I'm voting for Burton. Period. <laughs> I'm on record. Jeez. Coach Osborne getting Orm. Yeah, I'd imagine. And he deserves. Joey Hart. Listen, here's the thing. Yeah, Joey Hart definitely. Here's the thing. JQ, right? That was right. Kyler's pick. Preseason, like our hot take spot. Anybody who thinks they get screwed or their guy gets screwed. I've coached one Mr. Basketball. I've coached two runners up. And my second runners up, I'm not going to name names. My second runners up, a couple of his family members felt like he got screwed. And I've maintained this long before Twitter, but I've said it almost every year on Twitter, um, which I bring it up just because it's the best point to, to broadcast opinions, right? At least in this day and age. If you think you got screwed, you're basically saying that everybody that voted for somebody else is wrong. And I just think that's idiocy. I think everybody that gets a vote, whether we like them or not, deserves that vote. Take for example, and I'm not I'm not referring to this year uh, with with the Graves and the AJ Ratliff, although somebody on Harold on Harold's forum talked about it. I think it was this week. I think it was on Harold's forum. I'm sorry, it was definitely this week. It was in the last couple of days. Talked about. Oh yeah, it was. It was no small school guy is going to get Mr. Basketball. Blah blah blah. And they're talking about Benter. Uh, talking about Benter next year. Will will be certainly be one of the top two or three guys, right? In consideration, it's gonna be interesting next year. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. We could talk about that. Th- we could talk about this year for sure. <laughs> we can talk about it today. It's fine. Catchings um, and Badunga. Oh, well, but yeah, the Purdue the Purdue vote is gonna be split. Catchings is gonna snag some, right? Yeah, yeah. Take your poison. Yeah. Well, what Delaney's vote's going to be split too, right? 
Who? Delaney. Well, he can only vote for one guy. That's what I'm saying. Is he go Tibbs or does he go Book? <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Moving on. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Where was – oh. So Graves – or Courtney Lee got 40 – or I'm sorry, A.J. Ratliff got 44 votes. A.J. Graves got 42 votes. Courtney Lee got 41 votes. Are we trying to say that the 44 people that voted for A.J. Ratliff were wrong? Or just – that's a bad example because social media didn't exist. But I, I'm there was no real social media back then. And if I mean it wasn't around really around till 2012. I mean it was it was around in 2007, but but it didn't wasn't really hit it didn't hit its stride until ESPN till Twitter paid ESPN to basically pump it on every chance they got around 2012. Go ahead, go ahead, Dominique. I was say wasn't the big um, talk last year about. Indy Star putting out their top five. Tayshawn Comer wasn't in the top five, and Grayson was. I think that was the big talk on Twitter last year. Yeah, it's just it was it was all based on vote. I mean, the Indy Star, right. the Indianapolis Star knew knew who won when they put out the top five. They already knew who won. Well, hold on, that's not fair. Somebody already knew who won because the IBCA runs this vote. The Indy the Indy Star promotes and supports the All Star team, but the the uh, the the Indiana Basketball Coaches Association runs the vote. So somebody knew who won. They gave the top five results to the Indianapolis Star, and maybe the Indianapolis Star knew, like Ned and Rick. Maybe Kyle knew, and even I don't I don't care if Kyle knows or not. It's it, the Indianapolis Star is just an event that they're creating, and that's fine. It isn't a step in the process. It it is it it could be it could be justified as clickbait, but it's high school basketball, so who, it's not really clickbait. High school, clickbait's only an issue when it's like life shit stuff. Sorry, damn. Now I got to mark explicit on this stupid podcast. Um, <laughs> there goes our five, four star ratings, five star. Ratings. I know. Now we're gonna get <laughs> there. Goes our advertisement. There uh... goes sponsors out. But that, no, Jim, I was just I was getting at like I just think people don't understand the process because the only reason Grayson was on there instead of Comer is just because of how the process is set up. I don't think Correct. anyone I don't think anyone really thought that you know he's a better player than Tayshawn Comer. It's just he's gonna get more first place votes from the region than Comer's gonna get, you know, with CJ Gunn, with uh, Braden Smith, with you know, even Fletcher Lawyer in the same area. So it's just all about the process. Well, yeah, it's it clear since maybe Braden Smith won it. Right. I think that that's where people just didn't understand the actual process. And that's why I think there was a big uproar on Twitter. Cause if you, if you just look at it top five and don't have a clue how it works. Yeah. You would probably scratch your head at why is Travis Grayson over Tayshawn Comer when they just played and it was, wasn't even close type of thing. So. Right. Well, and everybody look, the, the, the process is what it is. I mean, is everybody that votes for somebody else wrong or just the ones who made the difference? That's where I was going going with it with that 2004 vote because it was by far the closest vote 
that didn't have a co, Mr. Basketball. 44, 42, and 41 were the top three vote getters. Were the 44 people who voted for I mean, that's like if AJ Graves, I, I coached him and his, I, I didn't coach him as much as I coached Andrew. I coached Andrew. AJ played for us for a couple of events, but love that family to death. Matthew is an assistant coach at Indiana State. Obviously, all of them have very good careers at Butler. Uh, the, the So this is not – this is just using them as an example. There was definitely nothing coming from the Graves camp. <laughs> they, they are, this is nothing coming from the Graves camp. But if it was if, – if this was in the age of Twitter – 2004, somebody would say A.J. Graves got screwed. Does that mean 44 people that voted for Ratliff were wrong or just the three voters that put him over the top, were they wrong? You guys follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody not following what I'm saying? DMs are open. <laughs> are we both? <laughs> Reamer's DMs are open, not mine. Oh. All my DMs are open. Yeah, much to the point where I <laughs> got to delete spam every damn day. Uh, I mean, but it's 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 the most objective process we have. But it but somebody's got to win, and and anytime somebody says they're getting screwed, they're just they're just wrong. They're just it is definitely sour grapes. They're they're wrong. Even even if it's my guy, they're wrong. And, you know, it's, you're questioning the validity of any vote. If you think it's wrong, then that means you don't think, that really means you don't think that person deserved any votes or that anybody else deserved any votes. You know, look at the year when Luke Zeller won it. And kid I coached finished second, Dominic James and the kid that, from Carmel, finished third. Josh McRoberts, you know, Luke had the least of the three careers post college, post high school. Um, but he deserved Mister Basketball because he got the most vote. He got the most votes. And any shot that Dominique had went out the window when Zeller hit that half court shot <laughs> to win state. Yeah, I got a random Mister Basketball piece of information justin yeah. cage won mr basketball was it 2000 and was it two maybe yeah and average 13 points a game you think that's yeah. the lowest ever by mr basketball i mean probably i'm not saying it's it's wrong i'm just i thought that was interesting 13 points for a game and and second griffin 610 350 pound center kenneth harris yeah. second in voting with the about votes Yep. I never how many him. votes? Zach, 18. It only had 18 votes? 18 votes in second, and uh, Cage had 58. I mean, it wow. was a weird year. I mean, it, Justin Cage went to where? I can't remember. Xavier. Xavier, yeah. yeah Xavier's uh, still part of what? Was Xavier part of the? Probably the A-10, right? The A10 back then, or were they part of the Horizon League? I'm not sure, actually. Zach, who's this Griffin guy? That's your area. I thought you'd know him. Griffin or Griffith? Hold on. 
Griffith, my bad. <laughs> it's the region, right? Yeah, Griffith's the region. 6'10", 350-pound yeah. center. Jeez, like football center, you mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kenneth Harris. Went to Valpo. Yeah, I don't know that guy. Me either. Jeez. The monster, though. I just thought that was interesting. 13 points a game. Usually, Mr. Basketball is probably averaging a little bit more than that. But I, I figure that's probably the lowest ever, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it could be. Probably is. But, you know, a lot of that was – I mean, not a super. Let's check out the All Star team that year. Do you have that? I think he. Up? Mm, no. Okay, I'm doing it right now, so I'm I'm right there. He said that he had two state championships and a runner up. Absolutely, yeah. So those, that... those Pike teams, <laughs> those Pike teams were phenomenal, and Cage was. I want to say it was a four year starter. Yep, says here Cage a four year starter. I mean, you're looking at Justin Cage, who went to Xavier. Kenneth Harris went to Valpo. Bo Bauer went to IPFW. Sonny Troutman went to Ohio. Austin Montgomery went to – oh, crap. Um, it's before my time. Sir was a walk-on at IU. Peyton Stovall went to Ball State. Parnell Smith went to Purdue. But he was probably Pike's third or fourth best player. That year, he was probably their well, – he was definitely their second-best player. Most of us thought Cage was better than Parnell Smith. Dan Cage ended up being a walk-on at Alabama. David Barlow uh, went to um, went to IUPUI. Stanley Burrell, uh, after a year of prep school, went to Xavier. Andrew Hershberger from Goshen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't – Probably in the he went to Western, day. Western Michigan. He played with my brother in AAU. I remember him. Did he? Did he went he to Western. Much, did he do much there? I'm not sure if he did or not. I just know Brandon Crone had a good career at Butler. Adam Lydell went to Purdue, but then washed out, and I can't remember where he transferred to. Um, you know, Smith and Lydell were both very early maturing kids, but but Cage was right there from day one on those outstanding Pike teams that Alan Darner coached and, and Larry Bullington. I mean, those were just, that was a hell of a run for those Pike, for that Pike team. I always see comparisons with them in St. Vincent, St. Mary with LeBron, people saying that Pike could have ran with them. I mean, it'd have been interesting. LeBron would have just been from a size perspective, just a different, you know, differentiation. You know, a lot of those out of state teams would play Indiana teams. I mean, he he didn't. That's that St. Vincent St. Mary team didn't. But a lot of those out of state teams would would play Indiana teams and in all these different shoot showcases and would not fare very well, or did not fare very well. And I think a lot of that is just coaching. I mean, the number of teams that took a shot at Lawrence North, eh, funny. Just funny, but yeah, I mean, 2002, again, Xavier, what, among all those schools, the biggest, well, Purdue, no, that's Purdue, got two of them, so that's not, 
but neither one of them did much at Purdue. Cage had a good career, didn't he, Xavier? Cage was very good, yeah. Yeah. He's now, he's now an assistant at Pike. He's, he's back. Gosh, where did Austin Montgomery go? Hold on a second. I mean, this is easy to find out. So, yeah, Cage definitely deserved to get Mr. Bass out there hearing all that. And I thought he did. Obviously, before I said that, I just thought it was interesting that only averaging 13 a game. Uh, this is not the same Austin Montgomery. Shoot. No, that's a baseball player. So are we saying winning is a prerequisite to the Mr. Basketball Award? Well, you'd hope. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think when it's amb when it's ambiguous in terms of statistical analysis, I mean, you know, winning winning that should play a big factor. Definitely. But if you look at let's let's take let's say top candidates for this year. Let's let's cut to the chase. Um, Burton Booker, Joey Hart, J.Q. Roberts. And Dowdy's Dowdy on there. And Colvin. And, and hold on, hold on. Let me, let me let me get to Dowdy in a minute. And okay. Colvin, those are the high majors, right? Oh, Am I missing any high times, majors? Times, Penn State. Okay. Any other any other high majors I'm missing? That's it. Okay. Burton's winning the North. He's he's. I'll be shocked if he doesn't sweep the North. He's done nothing to not earn votes. He's been phenomenal. He was he destroyed Zionsville. Single handedly destroyed yeah. Zionsville. Dominated potential potential competition in Mason Jones. I mean, I can't see. No offense to Logan Imes, who I I like. I can't see anybody watching that game and thinking, I'm going to vote for Logan. Except for Coach Howell. <laughs> I think all these coaches should support their guys. You know, last year I was very clear if Westfield wins sectional, I'm voting for Braden Smith. And if Carmel wins sectional, I'm voting for Pete Suter. I thought Pete would have at least earned it from a. And I would I was fully on board with I'm uh, at that point I'm going to be a homer. If I couldn't if I couldn't go in one if I couldn't go in one definite direction, I mean I don't think you have to win a sectional. Depending on the circumstances, like Braden Smith not winning if Braden Smith hadn't won a sectional during this run that Carmel's had it would not have been a a, a big deal to me. I think Pete would have earned the vote because he won it four years. And that's really hard to do. There's been dudes that didn't win the sectional, right? Like Zach Irvin. And... Josh McRoberts never – well, Zach Irvin did. Not his senior year. No, not his right? senior year. But So you're talking, talking about – I'm just... talking ever. Ever, okay. Josh McRoberts, Gar... never, Josh McRoberts never won a sectional. Did Irvin win a sectional, though? Because Gary Harris he won did. his freshman year, right? He won his sex... freshman and junior years. He won his freshman and junior years. He because the 2011 year was 
Gary's junior year. And that was Eddie's first year at Carmel. And that was, it was a decent senior class for Carmel, but it, a couple of kids topped out physically sooner than what I would have expected. But your, your senior year probably weights heavier than the rest, right? I would say it, it, it does, but you're talking about, you're talking about if you're looking for reasons to, to make decisions, right? McRoberts never won a sectional, but he also played in the same sectional with Eric Gordon. He also played in the same sectional with Pike. Right. Back then. You know, his freshman year, Pike was still contending for titles. Then And then here comes Eric Gordon. You know, then Gordon's senior year, it was – no, Gordon's junior, he goes out and puts 55 on – Puts fifty five on Ben De- or puts fifty five points on Noblesville, and the next night has zero energy left and gets beat by Carmel. So the year after McRoberts graduates, Carmel wins the sectional, something like that. I think it was I think it was Gordon's senior year or junior year. Um, but the but the voting process. I mean, Burton's going to sweep the North. I mean, sure, there's going to be some people that li- live up North that not only were get there will be people he'll he will get the vote because most people do identify with their candidates geographically, which is always problematic, or which can be problematic when it comes to you know Indianapolis area candidates. You know, people say that the award has always been a, a you know, an, in, an Indianapolis award, but an, a Marion County player didn't win it from 1969 through 1994. 25 years without a Marion County player winning Mr. Basketball. Um, it was, George McGinnis won it in 69. Nobody else from Marion County won it until Damon Frierson won it in 1995. So it's definitely not a Marion County award. But well, I, the think, ta- I, I think people would consider like HSE Indianapolis though. No, I get that, but that's but that's after 1995. So nobody from Central Indiana won it. There, that's okay. There you go, Central Indiana. But nobody won it from Marion County for 25 years. 1970, David Shepard won it from Carmel. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know how big of a bully pulpit the Indianapolis Star was in determining that stuff. I mean, it's not like it is today where there's a saturation of high school basketball. You know, 1970, there weren't four websites separate from newspapers covering high school basketball in the state that had podcasts and Twitter accounts and like we have now this wasn't that connected and you know in the vote there were probably as many voters back then i mean even if the indianapolis star voted i mean even even if the indianapolis star determined the focus of the state i guarantee you there were a lot fewer voters back then than there are now 
I bet the Indianapolis Star probably had three votes back then. Probably the editor and the two guys that covered basketball, you know, high school sports on a regular basis. Probably who got the vote. I could be wrong. I mean, I, I'm guessing at that point, but but it's it's just not like, like it is today. I guarantee there's far more people who vote today than, than there was back in the 70s. Okay, so we have our high major guys. We have Marcus, the the votes from the north. South votes. So Philly Hart. Splitting so them between JQ and Joey. Yeah. Are they? That's not say 70. Do we want to wager? 70 30 for who? Joey. Joey. Yeah, I agree. We lay in odds that Hart finishes higher in the race than JQ. Than, than JQ. I, I, I think say. that's. That's an easy one. If JQ was a little bit more consistent each game, game in and game out, I think it'd be a lot closer. But Joey's just, I mean, Joey's putting up numbers every single game. And 360 dunks. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody, asked, Kyler, you like, somebody asked why you didn't recruit him. And, and the reply was, well, he wasn't athletic enough. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I got oh. I got a text message on that one. <laughs> oh 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 really? <laughs> I love like that God. that it was that night. It was it was unfortunate. So that guy good dude. But it was that day when he went crazy on who was it? Owen Valley. Yeah. Where he had the yeah. five the five dunks in one game, including including Yeah, that wasn't the three sixty one either, Zach. Yeah. Gotta got love it. So, so Central Indiana, then high majors. You got Booker well, and who, Colvin. How many Purdue votes is Colvin going to get? One. Well, no. Maybe one. Or <laughs> Coach Wallace is going to vote for him. <laughs> Zach, does winning matter? I think winning matters. I think winning matters. Probably makes me a hater. <laughs> I agree with that. Dowdy gets gotta matter. Will Dowdy get more votes than Colvin? I think so. Yes. Best, you know, most productive player on the best team. I think that's a given, actually. No, I think I about mean, it. That, Dowdy just doesn't ever wear down. Now he might have wore down against Attics, right? But that was after <laughs> got the heck beat out of him against Carmel. And still had 19 points and whatever rebounds. <laughs> ben Davis had him for three blocks. I think they're screwing him. I had him for five at the end of three. Jeez. Monster. He had two, probably could have been, should have been, definitely one goaltending that wasn't called. Could have been another one. And then he had two just outstanding blocks in, in, toward the end, between the third and fourth quarter. Just absolutely saving baskets. And in what ended up being 
I mean, Orm hit that three at the buzzer that, you know, took it from a four point game to a, a one point win for Ben Davis, but, but it was a one possession game for the final three and a half minutes. Those are, those are live ball turnovers sometimes too, right? Bound, bound, pounding one off the glass on a block headed the other way. The good news was is his final two blocks were not, they both went out of bounds. So, <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. Which that was when Zionsville played Kokomo. They didn't challenge Badunga at all. They dribbled at him, made him help, and kicked it out. Like almost as if it was a specific game plan. We're not gonna sh- we're not gonna give him blocks. We're not gonna give him give them live ball situations. I don't know if it was if it was by design or or circumstance, but it was brilliant. And I, I think it's I think it's ballsy to decide we're going to dribble three feet away from the rim and and not even think about shooting. <laughs> I, but it, it worked and it worked. They had I mean, but Duncan was on a yo was on a string the whole damn game. He was at the whim of Zionsville. But but Dowdy was as good of a job as Carmel did on Dowdy, making him work for everything. He worked. He did the job. Booker going to finish second. <laughs> we need video. We need to see everybody. We need to see everybody's head going side to side. Like, he <laughs> the best player in Cathedral. I don't think so. No, not as far as not, not this player. year. Yeah, like just playing <laughs> production, like right now, like potential prospect, all that, obviously. But I don't think so as far as right, you know, now on the court as a He's senior. got a higher ceiling than Tibbs. Is he going to get yeah. more Mr. Bath? Is how many does Tibbs deserve to get all those Mr. Basketball votes that come Cathedral's way? That's tough, man. <laughs> it's a crazy situation, it seems like. I mean, if anybody votes for Booker, then Booker deserves every single vote he gets. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just how that works. I mean, again, it's not Xavier's fault that all the, the praise that's heaped on him and and whether or not he lives up to it on a game by game basis or a minute by minute basis. And I think it's so, but I also think it's okay to be critical if it's, if you're constructive. And I think we all have been, if you're constructive about how a kid plays, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, there are definitely some people and I, and I'm not, I've not heard one iota from anybody on the cathedral side that is directly involved with cathedral whether it be a coach or a parent, you know, maybe an extended cousin somewhere five states away. But, um, you know, there's just – who was Dominique? Were you the one the hot take that Tibbs would be their best player this year? Yeah, yeah. And he, ha- guy, and he has been. That's been the yeah. – I thought Zach had the, the best, the most creative take and Coach Rhodes retiring. But Zach or Dominique may have the one that's the most on target. Jaron <laughs> Tibbs is the best player for Cathedral this year so far. I'll be curious to see if he gets the Mr. Basketball votes. He deserves some. Who's Delaney going to vote for? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because he's going to you know Purdue to play football. So does that you know, play a factor as well. 
No, I don't think so. Yeah, non basketball kid. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that will. That won't affect his Indian All Star stuff, but Mr. Basketball, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Well, we all had him on the All Star team, so. Yeah, I mean, there's been guys before that are football guys that make the All Star team, so I don't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no issue there. I just think maybe like Mr. Basketball might be an issue. I don't know. Not a voter. We can change that. See what I can do. Um, so we think Joey Hart's going to get more votes than JQ. Yep. Yep. And of the non-high majors, doubt he's going to get the most votes. I think so. Is there somebody else we're not considering? I mean, Orm, Carmel, Sam. I don't know why I said it in that order, but I did. Orm, <laughs> Carmel, Sam. <laughs> I mean, he'll get votes. Yeah, I think he'll get a decent amount. He's had a great year. I mean, of all these guys, he's had the best game against Ben Davis. Yeah. <laughs> if that's If that's not criteria, I don't know. Burton still had twenty and one or something, didn't he? he? Yeah, he he did struggle though. And that's look, he look. Ben Davis has two high major defenders out there and Sheridan Sharp and Mark Zachary. And Clay Butler is a good defender. Especially when he's engaged, he's a good defender. And I'll go to bat for Sheridan Sharp as a defender on most kids I've seen come through Indianapolis area in a long time. And and Burton got to his spot every single time in that game at Newcastle. But then there was Dowdy. Or even Sean Arnold. So, we, I mean, we'd talk about Sharp. Ben Davis's two best defenders might be Dowdy and Arnold. And that's how good they can be. And I just think the combination is just – Burton really didn't start to figure it out to the second half, and by then it was kind of too late. It's it's amazing, just kind of off subject a little bit, but just it's amazing watching Ben Davis trap and in their press. They don't foul, like they pressure the heck out of you, but they're not committing dumb fouls. They're not gambling, you know, giving up wide open layups or fouling. You know, like I said, eighty feet from the rim, something crazy like that. Where, yeah, those types of fouls they definitely don't they don't get. Yeah, they don't. I mean, yeah, on the press like that. I just I've just seen a team. I won't mention them, but I've seen a team this week that is has no game plan for the press. I mean, it's just like coach just yells, go trap them. And they trap and they foul and they would give up wide open layups. It's just night and day. So I just, mm-hmm. I like when I watch Ben Davis, how they, um, man, they, they pressure you like crazy, but they just don't do stupid stuff. So really effective for them. Well, they, they don't, they don't do things that take them. I mean, they do gamble. They did against Carmel. But they don't – they're right back in it one step later. 
you know, it's not like they're they they take themselves completely out of play. I mean, Carmel got a couple baskets against them, if not if not a little bit more, where they were able they were able to drive off somebody shooting it shooting a passing gap. You know, but it it wasn't like it was easy pickings. One because Dowdy's there waiting for him, and two. There's no false hustle on the side of the Ben Davis kids. They're one step out of, maybe one step out of position, then sprinting their way back back into it. I've coached a couple of kids like that. Ring, it's funny Ringo was like that, and and his his stepbrother of older, much older, seven year old stepbrother, seven year older stepbrother, Carrington Stallings were both that way. We're both kids that, no matter how many times I would tell everybody else, quit gambling, quit gambling, I just let them do whatever the hell they wanted because there was no false hustle in, in anything they tried. They would gamble, but they would be right back in the play. That's how Ben Davis does guard. But you're right, they don't they don't necessarily foul. I mean, we're gonna I'll probably I mean, obviously we're gonna I'm gonna talk about that game later, but the more Carlisle argue with the referees, the the tighter they called it, and the worse it got for Ben Davis. He'd have been better off, I think, just not talking to the officials. You know, they they only had three fouls called up in the first half. Ben Davis. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that a lot, a lot of times. And he this was year. he was on them early in the second half. And I just don't think it was a good idea because I think it changed the way the game was officiated. Because it wasn't like they were just going to call the fouls he was complaining about. They were going to call the fouls that bo- that matched on both sides. And all of a sudden, the hand checking and the the bodies and and yeah. But um. We don't we don't have an IU commitment in this class. So we're not gonna get that is oftentimes an advantage. Although Purdue has certainly of late won their fair share of Mr. Basketball recruits, right, Zach? Or yes. well, I meant yeah. Kyler because Kyler's writing for <laughs> IU, but I agree too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean they've had three in a row, right? No, two in a row. Braid Smith, Trey Kaufman. Well, Trey no, Kaufman first. didn't. No, Kaufman first, didn't first win. Was... He didn't. First. Yeah, Kaufman didn't win, but he was. Was he first. second? Yeah, first. Yeah, was... first one. First was first. So you have the top two at least. Both yeah. years, lawyer. Top two in uh, both years, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Smith, Kaufman, and first. But only three all stars. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> just got, just got that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Decline. Never forget. Um, we forget anybody else. Mason Jones going to get some, probably a couple votes up Northwest, right? Probably. <laughs> Dominique shaking his head. No. <laughs> hey, we need videos. We need video of this. <laughs> Who is better, him or Orm, Zach? Man. Orm did what he needed to do in that game. Yeah, I was curious. Them, I was interested in that matchup specifically. And Orm was noticeably better. Yeah, 
Go ahead, Dominic. looks like he, he'll say, Orm looks like he, uh, at least on stream, man, he looks like he's 6'10". I don't know about 6'8". He's taller he than Dowdy. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gosh, he just looks so, they, I don't know. They jumped center. Yeah, they jumped center. He was taller than Dowdy. So he looks sick. I think it says 6'8", but, man, he might be 6'9". It's like that Kevin Durant. They have him at 6'9", but he looks like he's 6'11". We got Sam Orm 6'9", on prep hoops. Okay. Did Sam put that in himself, or did <laughs> – Eric Gardner did it. We'll blame him. Blame, we're going to blame Gardner. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there was day. something that popped up this week that I'm not going to name, but I messaged Ramsey about it. And he basically said, yeah, that kid put it in himself. I was like, okay. <laughs> it was basically an AAU team situation. And it was a kid that our coach wants, and he, he listed, uh, listed our team as, as – as his AAU team is like, well, we haven't even heard back from him yet. Well, maybe, maybe that's Ooh. his answer. Maybe. Oh, I'll look through that. Kyle was getting excited. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe that's his answer. Making you work for it, Jim. Got to find it. I, well, I can put I'm it fine. Slack. I'm, I'm looking forward. I meant the, the kid, the kids. Making All right, if you, you name it, Kyle, it. you name it, Kyle, I'll, I'll tell you if it's true. We're talking or not. about, we're talking about Kyle guy, right? Yeah. All right, I'm looking. And any, are we are we missing any other player? I don't we think probably so. Are. I don't know. We probably are, but I can't. Can't think of it. I, I mean, there's going to be. Me. I mean, there's going to be a long list of kids who get votes. And 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 deservedly so. I mean, I don't think there's going to be any. Well, maybe, but there won't be many kids that don't deserve the vote. You know, vote they get. Do you think it's a waste though? Like, if a coach just votes their best player, just no. you know, like that, there's zero, like no chance, or there's no way it should even be in discussion. It just gets a vote because of that. I think that's a wasted vote. I don't know. I mean, should go to someone that's that's. No. Worthy? No. no. Who's I mean, how do we define worthy? Greenfield's 13 and 1. Are we gonna blame Meredith if he votes for Dylan Moles? Well, I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm just saying a team a guy a kid that you know is not New Pal's uh, undefeated. Realistically no shot at winning it, yeah. New Pal's undefeated. Are we gonna blame we're gonna blame them for voting for Ian Stevens? No, that's not the example I'm talking about. I'm talking no, about I get, just I, I either one of those guys will have broad will have broad support. Here's the question. Who's Coach, who's Coach Spalding going to vote for at Eastern Hancock? <laughs> Which one of his sons is he going to vote for? <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Just look at the stats there. Stats do the talking right there. Is it, I, I, don't know who, I don't know who has the better ones. I just know that... Uh, Whoever's averaging the more points, that's the winner. Which one's 11? Checking it out real quick. Oops, wrong one. He's got to set the ground rules with the family on that. <laughs> Whoever is averaging the most points, that's what I'm voting for. I should text him. Who are you voting for? 
Jacob or Silas? Jeez. I believe Jacob statistically is having the better year. But I'm not 100% sure. No one out of the Fort Wayne area this year, right? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. I'm, I'm trying to think about if we have anybody that Southeast Indiana has. No, I mean we didn't even have an All Star out of Southeast Indiana. I didn't even know where it was on the map. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, Burton. Burton's going to get the north. He's going to get. He's going to get it just because there really isn't. I mean, sometimes the Purdue the Purdue situation does the trick, but next year will be. Oh yeah, next year it's going to be interesting as I'll get out. The Purdue thing is going to be big time next year. I don't think so much this year. Because Bedunga, yeah, I mean. I mean, catching is still going to have, I don't know, who who in central Indiana is going to still vote for him? The only thing I'm thinking of off the top is Micah Davis for a school. KJ Wyndham. Yeah. Yeah. Not, Not there. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, I don't see a real contender, but Kobe Bowles, maybe. Doubt it. <laughs> Not outside of small circles. I mean, Ben Davis isn't going to be nearly as good as what they are this year. And they, they still could be – I mean, they still win a sectional. I mean, they're – Yeah. I can but... see Mike is still in some votes from Cannon. He seems like the type of kid that could pull that off. Well, they better make some noise this year. What are they doing? I think they're around five hundred. I mean, they know they got off to rough. They got off to a rough start. Right. He and Beverly both missed games missed, to start yeah. the year. But yes, even since I mean, when they've been back, it's. I mean, they're eight and nine. They got thirty ball by Southport. Yeah. Now we don't. I do we? You know, did maybe he miss somebody missed that game? I guess we could check to see, but I don't think you get thirty balled. I mean, they got some bad losses, man. Winning matters. Winning matters should matter. But it should matter in a lot of ways, too. I just named Colvin as a top, what, six Mr. Basketball, five Mr. Basketball candidate. I don't even have my on my all-star team. Well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't either. I think I did. I think I ended up having him on mine. You did. You did. Kidding. And he'll probably make it. I think the exercise was who who do we think who would we put on the All Star team? I I don't even know that we distinguished it. So however each of us did it was how each of us did it.
I mean, somebody from Fort Wayne's going to get votes, right? Hmm. I don't know. I see a lot of Fort Wayne guys talking about Marcus Burton. So, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't I follow. Mean, all, I don't follow everybody in that area. I mean, I follow some, but Gage Sefton certainly would be probably the top candidate. I would say. I remember, you know, even a guy like Luke McBride, I guess, would be some of the guys you would that you would have in that conversation. But yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not like Burton's going to get a hundred percent of the vote. Yeah. I mean, McBride's dad's going to vote for him. Yeah. You know, first might get some. He's, you know, he's their leading scorer, Blackhawk, but. We give, we give Coach McBride permission to vote for his son for Mr. Basketball. He's, <laughs> he's had a hell of a year. Sounds like we're giving every coach to pass on <laughs> well, vote for their own kid. We are. And that, and that's fine. But when you when your head coach is your dad, I get it. You have eighteen rebounds the other, and week. and you have and you week. have the kind of year he's having. I mean, get thirty four and eighteen on somebody. Wayne, I think, is, is that all? Eighteen rebounds. Yeah. Aren't don't Even you after... have Wayne? Don't you have Wayne season tickets? Aren't? <laughs> <laughs> no. Carol. Carol. Yeah. Who beat them? Yorktown. Yorktown, Yorktown got him. Yeah, it's surprising. Yorktown's having a good year, but that's still surprising. Because outside of their two guards, it's it's like a bunch of football dudes that play basketball. No, but I get what Dominique was saying. It's like we let Cherubusco, like they're going to vote for their dude because he's their dude and they're two and – 22 or something like come on like two and 22 that'll get you two guys in the top 100 workout we're we're wasting we're wasting <laughs> votes here. besides the top 100 workout two, two wins will get Mr. you two Basketball guys in the top votes. 100 workout <laughs> that will forever be funny to me <laughs> always a fresh take <laughs> Well, I don't I, think every, I, I, I don't think, think every coach is going to vote for their top guy. I think it's it's. I think we're talking about some realism here. I mean, you vote for Luke McBride, he's having a hell of a year. You vote for Dylan Moles, he's having a hell of a year. You vote for Ian Stevens, he's having a hell of a year. I'm just naming the guys I've already named. You know, um, talking about teams. How many teams is how many games has Norwell lost? Lost to Carroll. That's got to be an extra guy in the top 100. <laughs> Norwell is 15 and 2. <laughs> Lost to Carroll by one. <laughs> I mean, Norwell is 15 and 2. I mean, that's that's a hell of a year. I mean, I don't think, you know, Indianapolis Weaver, Indianapolis Heron's going to. Oh, they have an interim coach. They fire somebody. <laughs> That'll happen here. Looked they up had a their... couple in season in in season uh, moves. We have where which ones? Moves. Well, Centerville. Well, Centerville. Right. Yeah, but they're a debacle. They're a disgrace. <laughs> Apparently, East Heron. East East Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Zach oh, Tullin. really? That that just happened recently. 
Yeah, right after their uh, right before their three game winning streak, it happened. That happens a lot. That's what happened at Centerville. Yeah, fire the guy before you play the soft ass part of your schedule. For the one A, start rolling in. Yeah, I think that this guy moved to the AD spot. I think is what I was told. Where at, at East Chicago? East Chicago. Yeah. Well, he's an East Chicago dude. Every now and then you could see a guy saying, I just, they're just, they're just, you know, my, my voice isn't working. Hold on. It's going to be a record for the longest pod we've done. Dang. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. No. Nick, Nick Baumgart and I had a two and a half hour one, man. It was crazy. Yeah, this Centerville situation is a complete joke. Two and a half hour pods get you one star ratings. Two and a half hour <laughs> pods get you one star ratings. <laughs> I think Nick and I did Nick and I did one where we basically just split in half. Ugh. There was one night we sat in my back porch and it was just like okay. <laughs> part A and part B. Have we exhausted the topic? I think we've gone off on a number of tangents. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, <laughs> during I think the, the topic, that, I think the thing to underscore is that <laughs> how the process works. The votes don't matter. Everybody gets their own votes, and then in the end, <laughs> not everybody. Kind of. <laughs> wow, Zach's gotten cynical on us. Jeez. <laughs> in the end, Marcus Burton's going to win it. Yeah. So in whatever. the end, Burton's going to win. Just said, doesn't matter. My hot take wins. Lift notes. Yep. Yep. Burton. Burton's going to win. But I think for legitimate reasons, I think that's the thing that when we talked about this in the beginning and we got a little bit of a blowback, which, you know, it's fine. We all know I like me some Twitter drama. Uh, there, there's solid reasons for how this process works. I mean, there's solid understanding for how this process works. And and the, the question is, is you, you go into that, especially that – Penn Zionsville game, having some questions. Ooh, Imes versus Burton. You know, it's not like Imes had a bad game, but Burton was wow. Just another level. You know, and I don't know. We we could talk about talent all we want, but it was another level of production, right? Absolutely. Nodding, yeah. nodding. Yeah. The, Dominic, yeah. nodding doesn't work when we don't see video. <laughs> we, we got to use our words. We can't just nod. Is that how that works? Am I bad? That is how that. Yeah, that is how that works. Until, until we get the YouTube live thing going, and we figure <laughs> out some way to keep the freaking naked belly dancers off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do live for this the, the draw. I've. I've got a private or on. Got a. I'll yeah. we'll we'll just nobody hopping in and just talking waiting. like last time. Oh geez. It was great for a while. God. <laughs> God. All right. Top games, top player or top teams, top players. Shoo. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what was the top game you saw this week? Top game. Oh, I'm going to do all three games in three different segments here. 
thought, oh, okay. I thought you were going to go that way. About all of them. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. Talk <laughs> about extending our time. Jeez. No way. Not, not taking this in the midnight. Uh, best game. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start Friday night. I went to uh, Prairie Heights. A little snowy and icy up here, but made it over the LaGrange. They played Fremont. It was a closer game last time than it was this time, but crowd was great. Uh, Bachelor Malone played really well for Prairie Heights. Uh, like I said earlier, Malone got that St. Francis offer. Saw Coach Cummings there. He was checking him out. Uh, Malone's a good shooter. Plays inside. He's skinny, but he's tough. Block shots. Uh, Bachelor's a He's 6'3", maybe 6'4", guard. He's pretty tough. He had 23. I think he probably had 10 or 12 rebounds, too. Uh, but Prairie Heights is just came to play, I guess. I don't know if the last time they played was something happened that game or what happened, but what yeah, Prairie Heights was really good. And like I said, the atmosphere is great, better than the other two games that I was at. Yeah. Kyle, did you get to any games this week? I didn't get to a game, but you had I watched some IU two. games this week, didn't you? Yeah, I had. Uh, I watched two live streams. Um, I would say the best game. You might you might laugh at me for this one, but I think the best game I watched was uh, Culver Academy and uh, Lalu Blue, their blue team. Um, that game was fun. Uh, low low scoring game, thirty seven to twenty one. Uh, oh. Culver Academy, but the final score doesn't do the game justice. It was pretty pretty close um, till about probably the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then Cooper Farrell just took off. Um, Lalu Blue, uh, they uh, they played Cooper pretty tight. Um, there, they definitely had the game plan of not letting him go off, um, and then that just kind of you know. Um, kind of broke loose fourth quarter. Um, Cooper was knocking down shots. Um, Fola was making some plays too for Culver. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a uh, do what? No, go ahead. But uh, yeah, that was a uh, kind of my game. I mean, I'm a big defensive junkie, so I like a good defensive game. So that's what this one was. What's the spread on Lalu Blue versus Heritage Christian tomorrow night? What's <laughs> What's oh, God. The line on that, what's the line on that game? that game? What's the line on that game? <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't know. It's a pick em. We'll say that. Pick em? Okay. <laughs> oh, 21 points. <laughs> Dominique, your best game? Uh, Friday night, uh, Concordia at Northside. Um, man, Concordia came out. Of Johnny Washington was unconscious. In the first quarter, uh, I think it was twenty-three to seven, Concordia, and uh, and early in the second quarter, I think it was like five or six minutes left. Called timeout. Uh, Tay Tay Johnson, Bronte Johnson came out on uh, a Johnny, and a Johnny still knew his scoring wasn't as easy. But um, I mean, Concordia had the lead. I mean, double digits all the way through into the fourth, and then all of a sudden, Nor- uh, Bronte just went what nuts. I mean, he had ended with 36, 25 in the second half. He was hitting from three, he had three threes in the second half. Um, and then the craziest, I don't know if I ever seen this. Uh, so Johnny Washington gets to the rim. Bronte goes up and blocks it off the rim, says something to a Johnny gets a technical 
in the third. In the fourth, the north side's down six with a minute left. Bronte takes it down and one and hits the free throw and then gets the technical. So usually, like, to me, if he gets the and one, you know, you're, the crowd goes nuts, you're flexing or saying something, there's the T. But no, he got the and one, then shot the free throw, then said something and got the T and got ejected. Ah. With 51 seconds left in the game, they yes. just cut it to three. And oh, that's going to cost after, him the next game, too. Yeah. Or is it half or is it the whole game? No, the whole game. Well, they play Lawrence North, so that's going to be really, really because, you know, Jordan Green's out, Jackson Fugit's out, now Tay-Tay's out. Um, so that's going to be ugly on Saturday. Um, but then Concordia was able to put him away. They won by two. But it was, man, it was really entertaining seeing Northside come all the way back. And Tay-Tay was, he had an incredible second half. And a Johnny, a Johnny Washington finished with, with 29. So he had a really good game as well. It was a really good duel between those two. Hmm. My finish of the week was a middle school game. <laughs> Best game of the week. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a great finish. <laughs> he gets the steal at free throw line and throws up a three-quarter court shot to win their county game. It was pretty fun. It was interesting. But my game of the week was Ben Davis Carmel. And I I can't uh, big concern from a Carmel perspective, from a Carmel fan perspective, was not just turnovers, but live ball turnovers. How many easy baskets were they going to give Ben Davis? Um, Because Ben Davis kind of relies on that you know in a way or it certainly expects it and there wasn't that many and it was it was a tight game Ben Davis's largest lead was six at one point Carmel's largest lead was four Carmel's or Ben Davis's largest lead of six was met promptly by a Carmel 8-0 run Carmel's four-point lead was met pretty promptly by Ben Davis taking the lead you know I think they went on a 5-0 run to take the uh to take the lead back. And it was it was back and forth, and it was a well-played game. Uh, I like that I like that Ben Davis they they run a little bit of flow. Butler we would say Butler's flow. So they've got a an offense where they can sustain possession but still try to score. They're not out there just holding it or or trying to spread people out and you know, they've, they've got ways they can attack, and they do a great job of getting the ball reversed into, into shots. Uh, they, they didn't um, – K.J. Wyndham didn't really make a huge impact until late in the game, but he did hit a couple shots late. Uh, that that uh, certainly helped them. Sean Arnold hit a big three, his only three of the game. He hit a big shot late. You know, and they just got a lot of weapons, and it just shows that every, every possession you've got to make sure – you keep track of everybody. I mean, the only guy they play that doesn't really shoot the ball from range is Mark White, but a good defender, a kid that take he took a charge, can rebound and you know in spurts, <laughs> the rebounds that Zane doesn't get. Uh, you know they've got a, they've got a lot of different ways they can go, and Carmel held their own. Orm was outstanding. Orm had a, the eight zero run to take the lead. It was all Orm. Kudo hit some Alex Kudo hit some big shots. They're five five ten sophomore, five nine sophomore. 
And, I mean, Carmel toe-to-toe with them. They look good. Jared Bonds is healthy. He's looking good. They're a better team with him. They're going to get Jake Griffin back. Hopefully he is full strength by by March. And I, I think despite the fact that they are not the the one or two lost Carmel team that we've we've gotten accustomed to from a fan perspective, I, I think this is going to look a lot like the 2020 COVID year team where they're playing their best basketball uh, come tournament time. And regardless of the record, they're going to be a threat. And um, I'll be disappointed if they don't get to, if they don't get a crack at Penn to play then what either Cathedral or Ben Davis in the finals, right? Right. Anybody, so, else, anybody else getting out of the South but Cathedral or Ben Davis? Doesn't seem like it, but never know. Section yeah. 10 isn't a cakewalk. No, it's definitely not, no. And no. certainly Ben Davis is not a cakewalk either. There's sectional with Pike and, and Southport, so. But those are definitely the favorites. Yeah. Dominique, best team performance? Going with the Wayne Generals last night, beat Blackhawk at, at Wayne um, by two. They just – they were kind of – I think Blackhawk was up uh, in the, definitely in the first quarter, second quarter, and then by half, I think um, – probably should confirm that, but I think Blackhawk was up by five at half. And then Javon Lewis uh, just – Went, went crazy in the second half. He ended with 26, 5'9", junior point guard for Wayne. He's their leading scorer. Um, mid-range jumpers, threes, um, to the rim a little bit. He's just – he's hard to mess with. He's really quick. He can really shoot it from, like I said, mid-range, three balls. Um, Monty Smith had a good game. He had 22. He's their senior leader. He's their only – I think really their only senior that they'll miss productive-wise, production-wise. Uh, he was really good from at the rim, really aggressive. Um, he finished with 22, and and um, uh, they just really impressive win. I mean, they were up eight with, I don't know, a minute left maybe or under, and they started – Blackhawk turned the pressure up. They started turning it over probably three or four times in a row, let Blackhawk have a last uh, attempt at it with four seconds, had to go the length of the court, and Sefton got right where he needed to probably – Six five six feet from the rim with a defender on him, but had a nice little floater and just tried to bank it and, and just missed it. And Wayne ended up winning. So definitely the team of the week. Uh, really, really impressive win by them. Tyler. I'm going to go with Christmas Addicts. Um, watch them. Uh, when was it? Friday um, against Crystal House uh, Manual. Um, they beat them 66 to 52. Um, and then also, I mean, they beat Cathedral earlier in the week. I mean, they did get blown out by Ben Davis, but I mean, pretty impressive week by them. Um, Christmas Addicts has just got, they've got a good team and, uh, you know, their, their big guy, Desmond Briscoe, and I'll get to him in a second. Um, but, uh, Ron, uh, Rutland, um, he's playing really well. I, I really like their point guard, Chris Hurt. Um, I, I think they're a team, you know, next year. Um, I think they take a leap next year. Um, yeah, they, uh, they had a pretty good week and I, I feel like, I feel like they were the best team, you know, in the state this week, just, just from the wins alone. Zach, who was your team? My, 
best teams portage uh one senior that plays they played nine guys last night uh Jalen Hollies is hurt for them point guard senior point guard is out so uh they run things through Michael Wellman now sophomore six five I love big guards like that uh, just huge pressure on Kankakee Valley uh Kankakee is down there point guard also though so uh Cam Webster was bring, bringing the ball up uh they extended the court three-quarter press on Kankakee just did a bunch of different things he Klaus had guys coming in and out the whole game uh really tough sophomore class for them to look forward to in the next couple of years also uh Omari Evans Sam Wellman Michael Wellman uh Garrett Clark's a big name too Jalen Johnson uh they're just going to be dangerous maybe even this year we'll see yeah they'd be pretty decent they had slaughter yeah <laughs> Uh, mine's been Davis. I mean, they they did. I mean, I'm going to have everything from this game probably this week. I although Garen was pretty impressive against Noblesville on Saturday afternoon, but but you know, BD, you know, they don't they don't ever lose their cool. You know, Carmel and Carmel doesn't either. I mean, basically, it was basically punch counter punch both these teams, and it was it, it was a fun game. I. I you know a younger me would have been distraught over Carmel getting beat, but this was a great game, and it was probably one of the more enjoyable games because both teams never got rattled. Neither team, both teams were executing what they wanted to do in the half court. I mean, certainly there's some missteps, and absolutely there's things they can go back on film and 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 and. Uh, draw some experience by or even even nitpick um but but at the same time you know there was a stretch where zachary i mean zachary had a nice little run in himself in the first half and i was thinking he just was literally at the beginning of that game he was picking up where he, where he left off last year during the regular season well i thought carmel was going to get beat and before Suter kind of took over a little bit but there, there, Ben Davis's run against Carmel last year was Zachary, and and this year to start the game it was Zachary hit a hot back three. They just been BD's got a lot of weapons, and and I like that they, um, I mean, look, Carmel made a run, so you can say Ben Davis didn't hold a lead or whatever. I mean, Carmel certainly is no slouch, but Ben Davis can go out and sustain sustain possession. And that's that's tough to do. And I think when it comes to playing other teams where they might rely on the dribble more, they might rely on literally just holding the ball. Ben Davis can function offensively, possess the ball while still looking to score. And, you know, that's that's a choice that a coaching staff makes. And and of course anything that goes in the direction of motion, you know, something that revolves around motion or movement, I'm I'm in favor of. And Ben Davis is fun to watch. They they execute well and they certainly play hard. And it's it's not hard getting behind Dowdy and and Sheridan Sharp as hard as those two guys play. And you know they can win a game when a kid like Wyndham doesn't score until the fourth until the third quarter. They can win a game. I don't you know Sheridan Sharp didn't do a whole lot offensively, 
you know, and Ben Davis still wins. So I mean, they just they've got a lot of different options, and and they were they were good against Carmel. So Zach, who was your player? Uh, best player is going to be uh, Lucas Balling from Marquette Catholic. Went over a thousand points Saturday. Uh, had twenty nine in the game against Andrean. Fifteen rebounds, uh, four or five assists. Long senior, six five. Sneaky athletic, can shoot it from outside. Can take you inside and post you up a little bit too. Uh, I'm surprised D threes aren't on. Maybe some NAIs too. But yeah, Mark, uh, Lucas Balling. Cool, Dominique. I'm going with uh, a Johnny Washington. Talked about a little earlier. Had 29 yeah. on um, on Northside Friday night, and just you know, looking at him this year, coming off of last year, he was 19 a game last year as a sophomore. And I would say, you know, this year coming into last night, he was around 13 a game. So, you know, a little drop off and or I guess a big drop off in production so far. So I was really happy to see him really get it going because I was at his game against Blackhawk uh, earlier in the year. And he had six points against Blackhawk. Um, so I was kind of disappointed after that and kind of keep him up with up with him a little bit. And then after Friday, I was really pleased with him because yeah, he was scoring with Bronte on him as well. Um, who's a really good defender, really physical, really athletic, quick. Um, so yeah, he was, he was doing it from all levels, man. Three balls. I think he had four threes, uh, a couple pull-ups finishes at the rim. So really, uh, really liked the Johnny on Friday night. Tyler. Give me Desmond Briscoe. Or Christmas yep. Alex. He um he had an unofficial uh, 19 points, 10 rebound, double double. Um, the game I watched on Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, just a really good showing from him. Um, couple things that impressed me the most out of him was uh his ability to pass out of a double team. He got double teamed a lot. Um, but he was really good about just being patient with the ball. Um, and then finding his open guy. Um, and then he's just when he did have the one on one post up, he was just making a move quick. Um, I mean, there was no hesitation there. He was making a, uh, you know, a drop step. He was getting to the rim. Um, played clean, cleanup crew quite a bit. Um, I think all of his trips to the line were and ones. I think he had about three of those. But, uh, um, yeah, he's a, he's a big guy, probably the best big guy in the uh, – uh, I wouldn't say the best big guy in the 2025 class, but, I mean, top five player right now, I think. So, yeah, so um, sweet. Yeah, I died. Sorry, Cecily. I uh, forgot about you. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, he's uh, he's got a lot of potential. Um, just needs to continue to fine tune a few things. But uh, you know, good showing this past weekend. If Addicts played Heritage Shows, would he give Cecily the too small? Yep. <laughs> yeah, he would try. That's awesome. <laughs> he didn't even get tech. That's great. <laughs> the referee probably didn't know what the hell he meant. That, that's exactly. What, I love that. <laughs> Fletcher Lawyer did that today in the game too. Did he really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not a big fan of stuff like that, but it's still funny when they get away with it. It's. I mean, I'm done with that. No, especially that dynamic. I'm done with the head tap thing when you get a body on somebody, but but the too small thing was pretty. That's funny from Fletcher. I'm not sure he's can say that to too many people, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My player, Sam Orm. Back to back weeks. It's not. It's mm. really not often. Well, it's not often <laughs> we do that. 
He had 23 points against Ben Davis. Back to he back went on weeks. an 8-0 run. Andy's winning matters. I think we talk about winning matters. Winning does committed. matter. Freaking, he was he was good. He scored in, in all ways possible. There's a little, a couple little wrinkles they use him with that I'm not going to expose. Let the other teams figure it out. Uh, that yeah, they they're he's he's probably among the most versatile kids in the in the class in the state. You know, and and definitely in the class. I mean, I think Harrelson, Sisley, dudes like that are probably used in a lot of various different ways as well. But I mean, he brings the ball up. He can post. He he cuts. He can hit shots. He's he can be the guy that comes off the screen. He can be a second cutter and hit shots and score. And it was all there against Ben Davis. His full array of of offensive prowess was there against Ben Davis and and. You know, last last week it was more of a stats weren't super great, didn't jump off the page, but defensively he was really good. This, I mean, he didn't guard Dowdy; he guarded Arnold. Arnold guarded him, and you know, I commented earlier about how I think Arnold's a really good defender, and he put twenty three on Arnold. And then that stretch where Dowdy guarded him, and Karma went super small. Um, that was the eight zero run. And Carlisle was up quick, not quick enough, but he was up quick getting that switch. And, you know, it was, he he was really good. And it was, it was, um, he did it in a variety of ways. He's not definitely not a one trick pony. He scores in definitely different versatile ways. So my player performance of the week, I'm going to start off the locks of the week. My locks are new pal over Lawrence North. Tomorrow night. Woo. And then Tippecanoe Valley over Maconaqua. Oh. The revenge of Riley Shepard. The revenge of Riley (laughs) Shepard. That's Zach's team, man. Picking up Maconaqua. Maconaqua, If if Riley Shepard's on a breakaway dunk, don't try to block it from behind with your six foot dude. Jeez. <laughs> and have a chase down block that leads to a broken ankle. Oh. <laughs> Who's got their locks ready? I got mine. Let's go. Wait, my locks last week were University over Chatard. How'd that go? Mm. I don't even know how. Are we... That's good to go. Sure. Wait, that game happened last week? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Zionsville, yeah, Zionsville over Brownsburg. Did we know how that went? Brownsburg won. Okay, yeah. so no. So I suck. All right. New Pal over LN, Tippecanoe Valley over McConaughey. Who's got their locks ready to roll? I got mine. All right, Kyler, hit it up. Give me Orleans over Ligoti. Um, oh. And then give me Culver Academy over South Bend St. Joe's. Big CMA guy. Yeah, I am. Big Cooper Farrell guy. There you go. You just know St. Joe's awful. (laughs) This part of the podcast brought to you by Greg Farrell. Poor choice. (laughs) Dominique, who's got their their locks already? Dominique or Zach? I'm good. I'm good. I I can go. Uh, I got uh, Saturday, Connorsville over North Davies at home at Connorsville. Nice. And then I have Saturday as well, University over Heritage Christian on the road. Ooh, 
I like that one. Taking away Mr. Basketball votes. <laughs> Zach, who you got? I got Northridge to get right over Wawa C this week. To get Man, right. They, they are on the struggle bus right now. Pretty young, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but I mean, they beat Northside already this year. They they were going crazy for a while there. Uh, and then Chesterton over Michigan City. Big Doolin game. All right. Anybody listening to this probably already knows this week's got a weird schedule. Girls sectional week. So that means the majority of the games for Thursday night and Saturday afternoon. As girls teams lose in the state tournament, you can expect some, but not all, of the boys games to be moved to evening start time. So confirm your your game times before you head out to gyms, especially on Saturday. There aren't a whole lot of Tuesday night games or Wednesday night games. Tomorrow, pretty good game, Ellen. At New Pal, I will be there for that. Kyler, I think, will be there for that. Yep. That's the only thing I know for sure. I mean, Thursday I'm going to South Ripley, Friday, Saturday. I don't know. There's like – I used to write every year on uh, how you could do like four games in a day. It's been tougher to do that lately. But it's I've been able to do four parts of four games in a day with the way Saturday's mapped out in a given year. I haven't looked awesome. that far ahead yet, but it's – Lots of twelve thirty starts, one thirty starts, two thirty starts, three thirty starts, and then there's still a handful of seven thirty games. And like I said, a couple of them will end up getting moved to seven thirty. So you're going to games on Saturday. Just make sure you pay attention to start times. Not only will they more than likely be early, scheduled early, but then some of them may even change. So anybody else? Where, where's everybody going this week? Um, I'm going. Saturday, I was gonna double dip, man. I was gonna go to yeah. Lawrence Central at Dwinger, two o'clock, and then I was gonna go to four thirty Lawrence North at Northside, but that's gonna be ugly, especially without Tay Tay Johnson. So I'm yeah. probably not going there. Yeah, I'll be dip- um, I'll be double tripping dipping Saturday. Nice. Yeah. So I don't. That's the game I'm going to for sure. I might be going to another one, but for sure going to that Saturday at two at Dwinger. Zach, what do you got? Yeah, I'm not sure. I got some busy week this week with some other things Thursday, so I don't know if I'll be able to get out Thursday. Yeah, that's the to... thing with your yeah. When you got family, I mean, for at least for you and Dominique, kind of screws you up, doesn't it? It's like Thursday night, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You know, Thursday so we'll night's see. not a, yeah, not a big go out night. I mean, Thursday's the new Friday around here. Among the uh, forty fifty something scene. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, there's. I'm definitely going to be rolling in Versailles, Indiana, Thursday night. Big time. I'll go get see, to something. Go see Coach Beach. Coach him up, Kyler. What do you got? What's IU plays win this week? Uh, they got Maryland on Tuesday, and then the big IU Purdue yeah. game on Saturday on my birthday. So you're out of you're out of town. You're basically out of commission on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I've got game like, Thursday. Besides tomorrow, I know we're both be at New Pal tomorrow. You're gonna be you going out somewhere Thursday night. 
Thursday, I'm debating. I might be going home to bed for Thursday night, and I yeah. might, I might go. <laughs> this sounds weird, but I might go to the Bloomington South Mitchell game, just because their Mitchell is honoring uh, J.R. Holmes. Yeah. Um. So I kind of want to go see that. It's That'd not be gonna good. be. It's not gonna be a game, but I just want to see that. He of course coached at Mitchell before he took the Bloomington South job. So. Yeah. Was it direct? Was that South the second job? South right after Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Cool. All right, boys. I think that's it. Good, good show. How long was it? Let's look. Jeez. Two hours. Two we're hours. Up, just we're into midnight. Into midnight. It's twelve oh two morning. It's twelve oh two Monday morning. <laughs> Gotta wake up yeah. in five hours. Let's go. Kansas City Chiefs are going to play the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Watching that on TV now. Some of this press conference stuff. But, hi, man. Good job. Appreciate it.